You're listening to Cinema Snarks. I'm Larry. And I'm Ren. And we are going to tell you how we really feel. And today, we're telling you how we feel about Free Guy and star Ryan Reynolds' filmography. (laughs) Yes, I mean, basically. That's how I feel to my core about Ryan Reynolds, but... Additionally, <laughs> well, he's back, not as Deadpool, though he did do a advertisement for Free Guy as Deadpool next to Korg, Taika Waititi, and they reacted to the Free Guy trailer. So that's fun. Uh, we, we're clearly, as Free Guy will tell you, we are entering the age of Fox being fully integrated in Disney's properties. So... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um, but Free Guy tells the story of an NPC known only as Guy, who one day meets a girl who sparks a new level of freedom in his little computer mind. Soon he's doing everything to impress this girl and help her on her mission to find a secret land embedded within the game's structure. So Free Guy, we both actually saw this last night, not together. Uh, <laughs> randomly <laughs> on our own. Randomly on our own. Um, but yes, this is actually a bit of a surprise review for us. We didn't necessarily have this planned out until we figured out we both saw it last night. Yeah. <laughs> also, sorry for the week delay. Uh, we did not have anything up last week. I was in Texas for a whole week. Ren is doing what she does outside of this. Is putting on plays. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the bottom's forgotten fairy tales. Yeah. And Rary, you should come see it. Um, so make sure you're following Audacious and Audacious you, Theater. Yeah, Audacious Theater. Sign up for their um, email list so that you are up to date with, with all the locations and times and such because there will still be a couple more shows you have the opportunity to watch. Um, but that show has been running the last couple of weekends as well. So sometimes life gets in the right way. now. <laughs> yeah, sometimes life gets in the way a little bit, and thus we had to take a week off, but we are back. And what a fun little movie to come back to. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> very, very cute, very sweet. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was an enjoyable movie watching experience. Um, after thinking about it, uh, there are many problems. <laughs> it's not a perfect piece of film by any means, uh, but it is. A good summer film, I feel like the sort of thing that you want to go and like sit in an air conditioned uh, movie theater and laugh and enjoy Ryan Reynolds being simultaneously hot and charming and sweet um, and funny. Yeah, it was like peak Ryan Reynolds in many ways in this film. He got to just like do what he does really well and Mm It pretty much is like the crux of the film. If it wasn't Ryan Reynolds in that lead role and it was somebody, pretty much anyone else, because nobody, Ryan Reynolds is a comedian, but he's a, he has just such a a specific sense of humor. It's a very specific brand he's kind Mm -hmm. of created that Mm -hmm. is not really available anywhere else. Like, so, and it it ports over to his real life too, right? mm -hmm. Like if you follow him on any sort of social media. Him and Blake Lively. Yeah. Their relationship. (laughs) Um, but it works so well here specifically Mm -hmm. also I happen to love Mariah Carey and yeah the the (laughs) way that fantasy is kind of the breakout surprise star of the film yeah as I was like coming out of the movie theater I was like standing with uh my husband and uh his cousin and her partner that we had just been seeing the movie with and we hear fantasy someone else who just seen the movie was like playing fantasy on their little bike as they were getting ready to go and I had like already been thinking in my head I was like I gotta put that butterfly album on as we're driving home that's just (laughs) so good like now the real question is had Patrick heard fantasy before the film yes yes I mean it's pretty ubiquitous I think it was like a worldwide hit so (laughs) we just have to make sure that's always like one of the metrics i use uh i bounce off of red thing or yeah that's it's important to know he did yes he had heard of mariah carey (laughs) i I don't think it was as um 
so like right because it's it's the favorite of this girl who's presumably roughly like my age like she seems like she's probably in her like early 30s ish late 20s um or i'm telling you exactly how old i am i'm 34 i seem much younger but anyways it felt like a very appropriate song for someone in that age demographic to like Mm -hmm. have latched onto and hold on to although they did call it vintage mariah carey and i was like i don't know if that feels appropriate It is over 20 years now, Ren. We're just, we're vintage. So we're getting to the point where we ourselves are vintage. So the stuff we grew up on, I guess, is vintage. I guess. Meanwhile, though, Mariah had already had almost a decade of hits under her belt before fantasy came out. I would never refer to anything that was like from my childhood as like vintage. I don't know. That just seemed all right. That seems like a young person wrote this script. Gen Z considers us very vintage, Ren. <laughs> Anything from the 90s is vintage, Ren. So, um, but so the plot of this film basically is about an NPC gaining purpose in his life. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of the like overall theme of the film is kind of finding that purpose slash a romance, which I always can do it. <laughs> That's why I was like, I'm always a little cynical when it comes to that, but. So we can get into this. So I usually kind of like a romance and I like, I I get it, but I really felt like it was unnecessary in this film in a lot of ways. And like, I don't, it was kind of necessary, but honestly, I wish they had found ways to explore the more interesting questions that this film brings up in ways that were not dependent on this love story that also like didn't really make a lot of sense. If you like pull at it at the string, even a little bit, it doesn't make any sense anymore. Um, Like they didn't go full groundhog stay. They, they kind of play a little bit, obviously with the idea that he just lives the same day over and over for, for brief little moments. Uh, But how did you like the setup of this just general idea? I, I love the idea. I I think I really enjoy it from a, so I'm a, a sucker for like a video game themed film where you're like inside a video game. I thought that it's really fun. I, I think I often uh, just kind of like in my brain think about when I'm watching movies or action movies about like, what is the lives of these random people on the street? Like how many people have just like lost a loved one or like, how does this affect all these other people? And um, so I like the idea of, thinking about an NPC for a second and thinking about like what this character's life would be like. And I also enjoyed the, um, the philosophical questions around it. Like there's lots of movies that explore this in a much less entertaining way, which is basically the like AI question of like, you know, at what point does artificial intelligence become become real when is it when is it when is when does its sense of itself make it a living thing like where is that life what is real what is not um so i I liked the concept already i i i was delighted by it from the beginning i thought it was going to be like an entertaining film um i also think that ryan reynolds now at this point in his career I, I feel pretty safe trusting that anything that I that he's in is going to be entertaining yeah. um, because I think he's gotten to a point in his career where he is calling the shots about like what he wants to do. He's like choosing the the movies that he wants to like help produce and, and get out there. Um, and I think he has good judgment. I mm-hmm. think his agent uh, did not have great judgment early on, but we will get into that. Um, but yeah, I, I felt confident going into this that it was going to be an enjoyable time, even if it was like, you know, I, I finished this movie and thought to myself, well, even while I was watching it, I was like, this is what Ready Player One should have been. <laughs> like, I it just like it sucks because Ready Player One is that there's lots of people that hate the book. They're like, oh, they just want to like. I don't, I don't know. People don't like to have fun sometimes. I don't know. People like to be snobs. Ready Player One is like fun, nostalgia, sort of very video game, like poking at all your little like nostalgia buttons. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, you know, deals with the real world versus the non-real world. It's good, fun, video gamey fun. Um, but it, the movie was not fun. The movie was like a hot mess of boringness. 
Um, and this was fun. This was like, this was a lot of like, there's just these little touches, right? Like I love when you look in the background and there's that one character jumping. There's like, somebody is like, that's me a lot of the time where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like jumping and facing the wall. There's just yeah. these little nuggets everywhere. You see these very relatable video gamey moments. Um, so yeah, uh, I went into it very excited about it. What about you, Larry? What were you thinking? I went in excited as well, just cause it looked, yeah, like you said, fun. It looked like a, a funny film and I generally like Ryan Reynolds, even if I don't love the film he's in. He's really, he's one of those people who like, I don't know, he's just so endearing <laughs> in everything. Yeah. Um, so I figured at the least I would have a good time with it. And that's pretty much where I was. I was like, I thought this was fun. I thought this was cute. Um, it did what I needed it or went in expecting it to do, basically. Um, I was some people are like of course take it overboard talking about life affirming and all this and i'm like no 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 but uh not for me at least if it affirmed your life good on you but it was sweet and it was like a it was a joyful experience there was lots of very nice things about it um i wouldn't it could have been life affirming as you said it just didn't it didn't explore those there were moments yes and i yes so that i think the part the parts of the movie that worked the best for me were Ryan Reynolds as Guy. Guy is just an adorable character. Amazing. It fits perfectly with his his type, the way that he is as an actor, just like right on. And his friendship with with Buddy, his like best friend. <laughs> Those things work really, really well. Um, and they're they are the heart of the film. They are the like center of what makes it an enjoyable, interesting experience. Cause the plot is kind of like it, it like is it's it's rough yeah. it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of coherent sense and it's okay uh it, it doesn't really it, it's fine as a vehicle for ryan reynolds's character um yeah and yeah but and i think that's the thing it's like everything to do with taika waititi's character and weird yeah mm -hmm. I, I so I so we could talk, let's talk about the things that like don't work for yeah. me. Uh, sure. So I will say I really enjoy Taika Waititi yeah, just like him. as a as a director as a as a performer. He's mm -hmm. great. Uh, one of the things I really enjoyed about him in this film was his physicality. He made like some very strong choices about like how he was gonna move his hands the whole yeah. time. It was like very that guy. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that about him. I did feel a little bit weird about them villainizing the two people of color that were in the movie. <laughs> and then the like the oppressed ones were the two white kids, the two like 20 something white kids who had their games stolen. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a weird choice. Like that friend character that the developer friend was yes. a very strange character to me actually he was a very weird development i don't know he was weirdly written he was very weirdly written his his arc made no sense no. it was like he like suddenly flipped and it didn't make a lot of sense why well because they didn't show her. signs of that flipping early like what? you know they didn't build it uh, this like yeah. internal turmoil in yes. him until way late in the yeah. film yeah, he's a straight up like evil villain sidekick for the majority of the yeah. film. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought that was weird. I thought those characters are very weirdly developed. So I felt kind of like uncomfortable with that. I think there's probably something kind of weird about how like his Buddy is his black best friend. Um, I don't know. So there's like they're even they're, they even like make a, a joke about the white privilege. Um, Ew one character talks about it. so like it's not like the writer was unaware yeah. of these concepts but then just kind of like rolled through and did it anyway <laughs> um that's usually the worst when you're aware you make it clear you're aware and then you just do it anyway yeah. that usually sets up for the worst so wow. yeah um yeah so that that was kind of a weird thing for me um i also didn't really buy the love story it didn't make a lot of sense the unrequited love story of it like that didn't make a lot of sense to me i'm like i don't understand why 
the two main characters are the two characters are not together. I don't understand why this is supposed to be a surprise to her. Like later on, it just, apparently she's just so oblivious. I don't understand. Just like yeah, and it, it's like it was like unbelievably oblivious, <laughs> like, it, like way overboard. Yes, exactly. It's come and they also like they just didn't explain it right. Like you you understand right from the very beginning. It's a boy and it's a girl and they're roughly the same age <laughs> and partners. Like, obviously there's a thing going on. It's like a cinematic obviousness thing, right? We can't have platonic people together that are of two opposite genders that are just work <sighs> cohorts. No. Um, so that is like very obvious from the beginning, but they like basically kind of set it up as they're not together because they're just friends. And that is not enough of a reason for him pining for her as his dream woman, their entire friendship, and she's completely oblivious and he never says anything except for like, you're, I, he never says anything, period. Um, so I thought that was, that was weird. It does like give the, the setup for Guy. It, so, and the timeline is weird too, I think at the beginning, mm -hmm. because we get this flashback video that they were, they did this interview uh, and were shown the video from, I don't know, it was like 2016 or 15 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but then it's not really clear. He goes to work for this terrible company who like rips them off, but yeah, their, who, their friendship in the interim isn't. It doesn't really make sense that like she's like breaking into his house. I don't know. Their relationship to start the film off. Yes. Doesn't make much sense yes. at all. Yes. It seems like, yeah, it seems like at the beginning of the film that there must have been some sort of a falling out yeah. between the two of them. And he like doesn't talk to her at all. But then he pretty immediately is like helping her. Um so I don't know. Um, it just seems very, it, yeah, that was all that it was just like Swiss cheese plot holes everywhere. It just didn't make a lot of like logical sense in terms of like the characters and what was going on. Um, so those parts just, didn't everything work. Everything in the game was a lot more fun. Yes. Then totally. everything outside of the game was mm, okay. Yeah. But yeah. in the game, it was a lot more fun because again, we're just following around Guy and Guy is a lot of fun. Even That's as fun. he's like making a career out of being the good guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and like a, people. Like a, um, oh my God, like a, oh my God, what is that game? Uh, where you rob the cars. Oh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh. Yes, it's a uh, sorry. It's it's basically like a Grand Theft Auto like universe. It's basically yeah yeah. So where it's like robbing things and and punching people is like key. Um, and it's it's basically like a Grand Theft Auto MMO. So it's like you know everyone can kind of be a part of this world, and they come in and they can yeah. you know kill and steal and that's <laughs> the that they play. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and the world is much more fun because it's a video game world. Yeah. And um, but even like even when he's he's stuck in his NPC loop, that's more fun and is more mm. interesting to explore. So I mean, I guess I, I I you know I didn't write the movie, and I'm not you know I'm not saying I could have done better. Um, just like I I don't know how they might have created this new reality for him i do it does feel a little a little lame that it was love <laughs> always it usually is to me uh yeah. i had a crush on her i also thought it was like weird that like <laughs> so she starts to fall for guy because he likes all the same things as her so it's almost like she's like this, there's something weird and pathological about like she she <laughs> date anyone except for somebody that is basically her that likes exactly the same things likes all the swings likes the bubblegum thing is into this song like he did he wrote this character to want specifically like her things and to be yeah. like kind of specifically like the same things as her yeah. so that's a little bit weird and pathological we also just like don't understand why she's an outcast like i think that's another thing i always have a problem with in films is when it's like <laughs> I'm a pretty white girl and I just don't fit in. <laughs> like, no, you fit in. <laughs> Stop it. Or or cast somebody who's not a pretty white girl. Honestly, <laughs> and this is me being a little biased. Cast somebody who weighs more than 110 pounds. 
that alone, you could do a pretty girl that weighs more than 110 pounds and will believe that she spent her entire life feeling like she's not good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't buy hot girl that's hot in the reality world and in the real <laughs> world is like, and that was another thing that fucking Ready Player One did a shitty job of is in, in Ready Player One in the book, the girl, he falls in love with this girl in the fake video game world and she's super hot. And then he meets her in real life and she's got like this birthmark disfigurement thing. And they did it in the movie, but they still took like a really pretty girl and they gave her like the tiniest little thing on her face. Like it's the easy, most easily ignorable thing. But then I'm supposed to believe that she, it's one of the most obnoxious things that Hollywood does with women is tries to tell me that gorgeous female actresses are not not yeah. <laughs> yeah not gorgeous yeah beautiful pretty super cute yeah so I, I think i just had trouble with every character that wasn't played by wasn't one of the video game characters yeah. like relating to them enough to care yeah. about their struggles i do think the little the dude from um i like that the actor from stranger things the little um he's like he's kind of like He's like Gen X's uh, Ferris Bueller. Uh, he's, he's like, sorry, not Ferris Bueller. Matt, um, oh my God, who's the actor? Oh my God. Ma- oh my God. Why Matthew am I? Matthew Broderick? Forgetting? Matthew Broderick, yes. He's like the new Matthew Broderick. I think he's got like a cute <laughs> sort of thing going on. Um, I enjoy his little. <laughs> I I liked the like weird mustache thing. I wish they would have played more with the video game world and like these people in the video game world, mm. but they pretty quickly shifted like half of the movie into the outside yeah. world, which was just not, it wasn't as funny and it wasn't as engaging. They definitely cared more about like, and that's the thing is in the film, you start to care more about not wanting Ryan Reynolds's character to get deleted from life more so than the vindication of the real world people like they both have a problem that coincide that they I mean they they rely on each other but the only reason we really care to see it succeed is for the Ryan Reynolds side Uh, great yeah get your credit but we don't really care about you in the real world um so I don't we I don't think we should talk about them but I did find all of the cameos fun and funny in this film yeah Mm -hmm. there is one in the third act that i was completely unprepared for and it comes when (gasps) so good (laughs) yes i know exactly what you're talking about and i think anybody who's seen the movie knows i was not prepared for it Uh, i also was not prepared i guess i didn't realize the timeline of this film i was not prepared for disney to cross over their other properties into this film because that happens uh i guess i was like oh yeah, oh. we came out and Patrick was like, where, how did they get rights to all of those things? I was like, they are all one giant corporation now, Patrick. He's like, well, I guess it's <laughs> Disney owns, well, they own, they own Star Wars now too, don't they? They own it all. And Marvel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. DC, watch out. <laughs> if Warner Brothers don't get it together, DC. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and I thought it was fun. Cause I mean, I know people, <laughs> People get so uppity and people got uppity about that with Space Jam as well. And that was the funnest part of Space Jam to me. And I thought it was really fun here. Um, the crossover stuff. I don't understand. I, I don't understand why people get upset when their nostalgia buttons are pushed. How dare you try to show me something I liked? <laughs> and then, you know, and it's fun here. Like, it's not in your face in this film. Like, I wouldn't say... They didn't try to like make it a big ad not, for Disney. Not even close. Not as much. I say I enjoyed it in Space Jam, and this was way less than Space yeah. Jam was in terms. And of it was life. just cute. It was a cute little moment. It was once again, it's in a video game. It was kind of a, it was believable within the context yes. of what we were doing. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, I also loved that Ryan Reynolds uh, dude. <laughs> Dude, yeah, yes. Ryan Reynolds getting to play a giant doofy version of himself is pretty great. Great as well. Uh, the little action moments were fun in the video game, but like, and that's just what it is for me. It was like this was an easy breezy, fun little 
summer totally. time. A good excuse to get back into 90s Mariah Carey. Uh, <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I never personally need much reminding of Mariah being great. Um, but all you little Gen Zers out there. Um, this is news to you. Wow. All of you little young folks that go watch Free Guy, I hope this inspires you to listen to 90s Mariah. Yes, add Mariah Carey to your Spotify playlist. If you liked fantasy, there's a lot more where that came from. Yeah. I was like, she was a Loved it. It was so good. It was so fun. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to say that was like a little bit weird. Ryan Reynolds is too old for that actress. Um, I love Ryan Reynolds. I would, I am probably that route, maybe roughly that actress's age. And I would be happy to have Ryan Reynolds make out with me. Um, but I think that there is, we got to be careful with that old dude young woman line uh especially in this day and age because it's creepy and like we need to move past this world where men are allowed to age into grandfatherhood and still be sexually appealing to basic just barely above child age women and the thing is um, they they kind of styled her and made her feel pretty young too uh, like they yeah. didn't try to age her up uh, they more probably aged her down a little bit yeah. Um, and Ryan Reynolds, I mean, it's, it's tough with him. Cause he, I mean, he has this like forever youthfulness, not only in his face, but like in his personhood, Yeah, <laughs> he just feels younger than he is. Um, but certainly no, he is so okay. I'm just like looking at it. So he's born in 1976. She's born in 1993. So there's almost a 20 year gap between them. And that is weird. He's almost as old as my mom. And I am just a tad older than her. Now, again, have to reiterate, would do him in a I mean, second. Do yeah, not no, care about the age difference. Over <laughs> Listen. But do as I. Matters. No, in this instance, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, like, whatever he wants to do. And that's the other thing. I, I you know whatever people are adults, they can make their own decisions as long as they're adults. I just think that this is a squicky thing. And I think that, that it is a, it is a blind spot in this film that they did a lot of weird, like lightly squicky things that like anybody who is on the media criticism uh, mm -hmm. along the gender and racial spectrum um, thought processes could have some issues with. There's a yeah. lot of, things there um but yeah uh, uh, but all that being said it ryan reynolds is delightful though the video yeah. game is delightful it's just fun it's a fun <laughs> movie so i i i wouldn't i think anybody could most people could enjoy it uh yeah i'm not going five out of five stars like i'm seeing people it's not gonna break my like best of probably um give it a four probably a 3.5 i'd probably it's give it like fun. a 3.5 i wouldn't even really give it a four because the plot is so very yeah, very 3.5 for me i think like shaky to say the best yeah. um but ryan reynolds so here we are nearly yes. what almost about 20 years into his career a little bit longer even i think he started really doing stuff in the 90s yes so um, first fell in love with ryan reynolds way back in the olden days when he was on two guys a girl and a pizza place i don't even know what that is that is how we know i am older than you larry <laughs> every once in a while there's like a little thing and then that just reminds you I am older than you and like, you know, and it's stuff like, you know, at this point, it doesn't make that much of a difference, but like, you know, it's stuff that like meant something to me at a point when I was watching TV, like in 1998, you were how old? Uh, I was seven. You were seven. Yeah. In 1998, I was 11. So that's a difference. 11 is about the time as a, like a little girl when you're starting to be like, that is attractive. That is it. I would like yeah. a handsome. Ooh, he's funny. Um, and here's the thing. I would say that Ryan Reynolds on Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place, that is actually probably early on one of the best examples of his like sense of humor that actually mm. seemed like a it seems like it's a pretty good representation of what what his humor ended up being. And it took a very long time for him to like find it again to a point where like he's iconic um 
but yeah, I think that was pretty early on. Although I'm like some like scrolling through his little IMDb and holy crap, this man has been working for a long time. I just remember this crazy little film and it features lots of naked Ryan Reynolds that I own. Um, (laughs) And it's probably the big reason I even own this disc for (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Reynolds has gotten naked a lot in his career. I will say that. It looks like he started out in some TV show called 15 uh, back in 1993. So he oh. has been working for a very long time. And, I think of like the first good thing that I really liked Ryan Reynolds in. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Buying the Cow is the one I just showed and I liked it, but for different reasons. But I Jerry don't know Connelly that, I that was in the, was, is that who else is in that? Buying movie? the Cow. Yeah, it was Jerry Connelly and him. Jerry O'Connell him as well at that particular point I just was like whoa uh (laughs) look at this naked man running around um Van Wilder oh yeah that was a thing that he was in waiting that was really enjoyable which is fun Mm -hmm. did you like just friends Ren uh or did you hate it not really. It's not like that funny. And his character is not very likable. None of the characters are very likable in that. It, it's not a movie where his charm gets to shine through at all. Uh, no. Not not great. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. He had a big like, uh, like romantic comedy. It was like the weird. God, because that was around, I feel like the same time as like Shallow Hell. And it was like having those two movies was just very strange. I don't know. It was like, what are we doing here, actually? So sorry, I'm just like real quick reading through his little like biography. Um, and as a general rule, I really love there is so few of these anymore. But I really love when people don't come from an actor family already, when they haven't been a child actor their whole lives, like Ryan Reynolds is a dude. He is a dude. He's a Canadian dude that apparently was a, uh, his dad was a a Royal Canadian mounted policeman. Um, He, yeah, he, he was involved in acting at like age 13, but he was like, like involved in acting in the same way that I was, where I was like, I, I did plays when I was a child. Um, And yeah, he just basically, kept on working at it uh went to college and then kept on working at it and he's just been like going since then just slowly but surely building it all up yeah um so i gotta appreciate that that he's Mm -hmm. just like (laughs) that work ethic right from that is that is the american dream right now but he's canadian but it is the bootstrapping which we agree is stupid but also Yeah, I don't even know. Like I said, I don't know what it's is the proposal like really the first thing I can remember that I like really liked that he was in. Yeah, I'm looking through his like his IMDb. I love the proposal. That's a rom-com that I just love uh, and I have a lot of nostalgia for. Like, yeah, he was in a lot of like little tiny things for a while. And then yeah, uh, yeah, two guys, a girl in a pizza place ran for a few seasons. So that kind of was like that was kind of the thing that like launched him a little bit further in his career. Like he had a show that got picked up and ran for more than like a season. Um, And then it looks like, yeah, he did Van Wilder Mm -hmm. like right after that um then they said the in-laws he was in in like 2003 he was in harold and kumar go to white castle for a hot second as a male nurse um i feel like though probably around van wilder is when it felt like ryan reynolds started to be like a name that people just recognized Mm -hmm. even though it doesn't look like he was particularly like doing that much yeah um, but yeah, it seemed, it's, I, that's why I think, I think the two guys, a girl in pizza place was like the place where he like launched off into being more of a, a known, uh, person. Um, and then in 2004, he did blade, uh, which is Ooh. just the one that killed the franchise. <laughs> killed the franchise. It was blade three. I mean, it, ha- it had a, it had a good run. Um, uh, it was terrible. Uh, the first two I love, I like really enjoy both Blades and then Ryan Reynolds and that third one came out. Uh, yeah. He was also, I remember in the remake of Animedieville Horror sometime yeah. in that general yeah. area. 2005. I think uh, that was okay. I I feel like that's a little bit 
unfairly maligned. I mean, it's not great, but this, the first one also is not great. I feel like horror movies fair. are like his jam. I don't feel like that's like quite right for him. Um, he was in waiting. I, th- I think that I think that he tends to excel when he is like allowed to just be funny, goofy Ryan Reynolds. I think that is like that seems to be like who he is as a person. And I think some yeah, actors yeah. are really good at portraying a character. And it seems like Ryan Reynolds is really good at portraying himself. Um, yes. But that that is a skill in and of itself to be able to like have a good personality shine through is yeah. that's a skill and that is the thing that makes him great and him yeah, yes yeah. exactly yep and so then after waiting he's in just friends which we just talked about it was like mm-hmm. okay um smoking aces just mm-hmm. some like little things he shows up in some tv shows definitely maybe do you remember that movie i remember the movie uh, so I, I mean, he his two thousands era was rom com city. Yes, like, that's that's what he did. I I liked definitely maybe I thought it was cute, but it was another one of those like rom coms um yeah. sort of things. Um, Rachel Vice is in it, and you yes, love Rachel Vice. I do love Rachel Vice. Check it out, and uh, Abigail Breslin back in the cute Tiny. little days. Yes, back in the olden days. Um. So that, yeah, I liked that one. I think I watched that one like a while ago. And then like, yeah, he's got, oh, then he had his Wolverine. Oh my God. The, to me, the worst in his filmography yeah. is Wolverine Origins. Yeah. Even worse than Green Lantern is Wolverine Origins. I think it's just terrible. Yeah, The Proposal, which we talked about. That which one, I love. That was great. I'm glad you liked that one. Betty White is great in it. Oh, Betty White. I love she is wonderful and tenderable, like it's fun. I like Sandra Bullock. Um, Another rom-com queen, Sandra Bullock. See, and then, yeah, it's, so it looks like he kind of like, he has like a lot of weird kind of things in the middle here where it's like, yeah, he, so he did, he did, then he did Green Lantern and Green Lantern was Ooh. not good. Uh, that's, he just had like a really bad run for a while where like just nothing was that good yeah no um all and yeah between between blade and green lantern he just kind and of like x-men origins yes and x-men yeah those three movies and those were like the big movies he was in right so even yeah. if the proposal that was in the middle was like good and enjoyable uh, yeah. it didn't matter because the movie <laughs> it was like he got such a bad reputation out of those three things yeah um and then this this man, this brilliant, wonderful, adorable man, remade himself as Deadpool. <laughs> he literally leaked footage yes. of their test Deadpool movie that Fox did not want to make uh-huh. uh, to because he knew everyone would absolutely yes. love what they had. And we did. And the fervor was so high that Fox said, okay, fine, <laughs> make the Deadpool movie and revitalize your career and certainly revitalize the character of Deadpool to make up for that abomination we wrote. Uh, uh, my everlasting hatred for D&D, the creators of Game of Thrones, also goes back to that because David Wolverine. Benioff wrote X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, he's responsible for that How depiction of Deadpool. These fucking men... <laughs> Who make bad bullshit keep getting jobs. It is scandalous. Anyways. Um, but yes, so the Merc with a mouth, that is literally his like thing with a why? This why man decided you- it was a good plan to sew his mouth shut. So you know. What? <laughs> uh what was that movie? I'm trying to remember. You have the list in front of me. What's the movie? It's like buried or alive. Buried. Yeah, it was buried. That was actually really a fun movie. It was mm-hmm. a little niche, weird movie where he's literally in a casket the entire film, talking to someone know. trying to get out. Um, but it was actually pretty good. That's One of the fun. weird little movies he did that I enjoyed. Okay. Um, see, then that makes it makes me feel like he has spent a very long time trying to figure out how, knowing better. He has spent a long time knowing better. Taking jobs he knows that are probably kind of shit, but like they pay a lot of money. Like I don't fault any actor for taking a job that pays them a crap ton of money and gets them into a huge movie. Like good for you. I don't don't care how bad the movie is. You do what you got to do. But it also seems like he 
he spent a decent amount of time knowing better, right? So buried is clearly something that like he didn't like get handed a bunch of money to do, yeah. but he was like, this will be a good. good thing for me to act in. This is going to yeah. give me an interesting sort of role to play. Um, yeah. And yeah, and he knew better. He knew that he knew what Deadpool needed to be. And uh, I love that about him. That I he- just, the origin of Deadpool getting made like that from him, Incredible. like from his pure will of wanting that character to get justice what and to make gamble, what he knew right? was good. So yes. Good. Yes. And now he's doing all of these. Um, so, you know, and we've got Deadpool too, but now he's also got like a production company and he makes, he's like a cell phone, cell phone company. Who our friend who works with me has that company. She told me the other day, I didn't realize our friend Leslie, <laughs> Leslie? <laughs> was like, I got a Christmas card from Ryan Reynolds and was like, what the hell is this? And she's like, oh, it's because he owns the cell phone company I have. <laughs> okay. So he's got a gin. That was the other thing he had. I knew he had like... Mint Mobile and Aviation American Gin. Like, got Rick Moranis to come out of retirement to do his commercial. Yes. I just find he's delightful. I think he's really done an amazing sort of feat, especially in this time. I think it was more common year, decades and decades ago uh, to like have actors who were a personality in and of themselves Mm -hmm. that could like show up and like be themselves and like you could sell the actor because he was his own thing. Like him being in those commercials is enough. Him running the cell phone company is enough. I don't think you have, I can't really think of anybody like in the modern day who is comparable in any way, shape or form. Um, And I'm not to say that like, he's some incredible actor, this incredible, like he's, he's a, just a, He's incredible. I think he's an incredible human. I think he is a really, it seems like he works really hard. It seems like he is. I forgot that while he was with Scarlett Johansson, they funded this little movie about the whale. It's what it's called. I own it. It's about a little killer whale story. Uh, (laughs) It just makes me like all the good things. Then I think he narrates uh, at least a good portion of it. But yeah, he's somebody that you just root for. Mm-hmm. even as he was going through all that crap even with the green lantern um you just want him to Wait, succeed i never like mad at him because he was give him a give him a better movie oh ryan yeah ryan feels like your friend he he feels ryan we're on a first name hey, ryan <laughs> he does and i think he i i think he cultivates that and i think that's also just it seems everything i've heard about him is that he is a very nice kind good person i've never heard a story of like ryan reynolds yelled at everyone on set like that sounds <laughs> crazy right he's never gonna pull a christian bale and just like freak out at someone for no good reason i mean partially i think it's like the canadian thing right it's just like oh i would never yell at somebody <laughs> like that that's ridiculous um but i think there's also it just he seems to be like a, just a genuinely nice person and I, again i think there's definitely something that comes from not living your entire life with tons of money and fame and like living in this kind of alternate Hollywood world mm-hmm. where you actually are a, a human being. Um, I love his relationship with Hugh Jackman. I think that um, is very funny and cute. That constant back and forth with them. Yes. We talked about it a little bit. I love his relationship with Blake Lively. Yes, I think they are so couple. fun online together. <laughs> very, very cute couple. I think they're more compatible, at least on the outside from us, than he and ScarJo were. Um, do you remember when he dated Alanis Morissette for like a hot second? I do not remember that at it all. It was like a big thing for like a while. I think they <laughs> dated for like five, it was like five years. Wow. Yeah, they were engaged and everything, him and Alanis Morissette. That is a very weird couple. They're both Canadian. <laughs> Got the Canada link up. You know, like you do. Yeah, I mean, she was that that was like, I think so. I think that was like a little bit after two guys, a girl in a pizza place. And that was like right around her sort of like blowing up as well. I think they blew up around the same time. So it kind of made sense. Like I, I remember that coupling that that to me is the first. I actually forgot about <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. I always. Oh, that Alanis Morissette and Ryan Reynolds were a couple. I forget that she was married to, he was married to Scarlett Johansson. Although I'm not thinking about like who Scarlett Johansson is married to now. And she certainly has like a type, like she really clearly <laughs> likes the funny dudes. 
funny generally attractive white dudes i don't know i I guess that guy is kind of attractive the snl dude he's good looking he's like standard good looking white dude i think it was that i saw him in that stupid tom and jerry movie and was like is this what you're doing with your time After I just said, if you want to be in a movie and make a bunch of money, uh, like, I don't blame you. And yeah, but how much money did he really make? I couldn't have been very much. Also, the movie was just so bad. And I he mean, it, like there was like at least I don't know. It's not his fault. I'm not another thing. I mean, we're talking about these actors. I do. <laughs> Chloe Moretz has done it a little bit. She's not nearly as charismatic or anything, but I just think she is talented and has gotten stuck in this really bad place in her career. Like she desperately needs a hit. She desperately needs some Deadpool or something. You should have a guy. She should have a little chat with Ryan Reynolds. I'm sure he'd love because, to talk to her. Wow, that poor girl. I mean, uh, I, I root for her too. Like I want Chloe to find a good role again. Kind of, or Dries Alba. We talked about him on our Suicide Squad. Like the, it seems like one of the routes you need to take is just like start making your roles for yourself. Start like finding the things that you know that you're going to be good at and just going for it. And, and, you know, honestly, I think that Chloe Grace Moretz is is in a position where she can do that more. She she is certainly not she's not some rando 20 something actress that's just trying to get by. Like she's she's got chops. She's got a name recognition. She should at this point be able to like invest some money and make a cool film that that she stars in. she can that she can and if it's trash mm-hmm. then we know mm. <laughs> yes but like you know that's you know at some point you at some point when you are have name recognition you need to start making your own choices about the art that you make yeah you think that's that's a fair thing to do and and, and also like if you start making money you know i i can't remember i, I watched something about uh, oh, it was um, it was a documentary about uh, women uh, in film and uh, how they don't ever get jobs. Um, but like she was talking about going on a set and like them telling her she was just, like 16 and them giving her like the chicken cutlets to put in her bra. Gosh. And I'm like, and so she so she and she's talking about how like this is super fucked up. She's 16 years old. like She's not even developed. And they're already like basically telling her that her body is like not good enough and she needs to like augment it. And so like, so that's why I'm like, you know, once you're at, at that point in your career where you have some money, then you can start to do something a little bit more. Yeah. It. You can start to say, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to hire a woman director. We're going to produce what I, film. I do have we're to say, gonna- I love that about, well, again, I'm going to harken back a little bit to the Suicide Squad that'll be released next week. That's mm-hmm. what I love about Margot Robbie. She actually, like her, she hasn't been in the business for that, that long, you know, in retrospect, but mm-hmm pretty quickly she established herself as a producer and started to produce films that focused on women's issues produced films for herself so that she could be the character she wanted and the other great thing about her though is producing something like promising young woman and realizing i'm not the best choice for this i'm gonna back out of it uh Yeah. So that's what you love to see. Well, because the thing is, you don't have to be a godlike human being like Margot Robbie, who is clearly just like <laughs> some sort of crazy genius yeah. type, uh, to just throw money at people that know better than you. <laughs> like if you have enough money, you can just hire somebody that you know is good at their job and be like, hey, I want to <laughs> do something cool. Let's do something cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and like it seems like that's what Ryan Reynolds does. It seems like he surrounds himself with people that do cool things and he like mm-hmm. wants to do cool things. And and he seems to really have fun doing the things that he's doing. And like, did, can we talk about Detective Pikachu for a second? Because like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> that's the sort of film that like I was very skeptical. Yeah. I was like, this looks freaking stupid. What is going on? And it was delightful. And yeah. that was probably about the time that was. So Detective Pikachu is probably the reason why I went into Free Guy being like, it's going to be enjoyable no matter what. Yeah. It's going to be enjoyable because I now trust Ryan Reynolds judgment about what he should be in and what what is a what is going to be a good, delightful film. I like his taste in movies. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought it. I can't believe it. I almost just glazed over Detective Pikachu, which I just 
it's your wonderful it's your jam, Larry. <laughs> Pokemon is my jam. And I also was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, the Pikachu obviously was cute, but I was like, what are we doing with this whole concept? But yeah, it no. was weird, right? It did not seem like it was going to work at all. And right. it worked really, really well. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I, I respect the man a lot, too, because I think he just like he seems to have a really good sense of what's going to be entertaining and oh god i appreciate that too right because we we were talking about that we, <laughs> so you all know we just like recorded like three podcasts in a row yeah. um but we were talking about this earlier how like sometimes there are films that are like slow burns and sometimes you have like beautiful films theoretically but they are like fucking boring or they're just like they're too esoteric get and through too it. much yeah and ryan reynolds understands when films should be entertaining like he really seems to understand like what's going to make people laugh what's going to make people like come out of the movie theater being like that was fun i liked that right even though free guy had all kinds of flaws that otherwise i would have been like eh. yeah he knew that out of the core concept would be something that was enjoyable and entertaining even if it wasn't a perfect piece of film yeah it, was fun to watch and and i appreciate that that he's an entertainer and he seems really um focused on entertaining he, yeah, that yeah. is his goal he's not he's not a snobby artist he's not he has fun and wants us to have fun with him that's kind of like his mo <laughs> he's yeah he's he's your best he's he's the dude he's our friend we keep yes. saying it y'all we he's america's best friend we believe it <laughs> We believe it, Ryan. You've sold us. You're, we're your friends, whether yeah. you know it or not. That's the kind of brand you've cultivated. So, <laughs> yeah, he's killed it. He's he's incredible actor, piece of Hollywood, and yes. never change, Ryan. And I appreciate how often he was willing to take those clothes off throughout his career. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. He's not not you and McGregor like flashing the front all the time, but it was it was still good. But. <laughs> Well, that was our review for Free Guy and a quick discussion on Ryan Reynolds and his filmography. Hope you all enjoyed our review. If you did, make sure to hit that follow button on the podcast wherever you are listening right now. And let us know what is your favorite Ryan Reynolds film and what did you think about Free Guy? You can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or if you're watching the video version, leave your thoughts in the comment section down below our twitter and instagram are both is cinema snarks ren where can everyone find you on the internet you can find me on twitter at ren manly or on instagram at rennypoo13 perfect and you can find me on twitter at chiliboyyt and youtube and instagram at chiliboyproductions we can't wait to hear all of your thoughts so make sure to hit us up and we cannot wait for you to come on back and get snarky with us on our next one so we'll see you then bye, bye.